Hello and welcome to this episode of Alongside, a special edition as part of the Taking On Tomorrow Together series with North Standard. I'm Kate Borsay. On this episode, recorded just a few days before the P&I renewal date of the 20th of February, I'm joined by North Standard Managing Directors Jeremy Gross and Paul Jennings. We're going to reflect on the merger, review some of the achievements from North Standard's first year, including the renewal results, and look ahead to the next year and beyond. Jeremy, Paul, welcome to you. Hello. Yeah, hi, Kate. Nice to see you. Let's start by looking at North Standard's first year of operation. Just very simply, Paul, how did it go? Well, Kate, it's been a really successful year. Massively busy for for everybody, myself included. I think Jeremy would probably echo that as well. But actually really exciting. And I think we've achieved a huge amount during the year. Jeremy. It's been a busy year. A lot going on huge amount of change but I think we can say it's been a pretty good year and we've had some extraordinary moments along that the journey of uh, the last 12 months I think with uh, the first of our board meetings in May with uh, around about 60 ship owners sitting around the table and sharing views on matters related to the the club and that was a, a great moment. You've described 2023 as a landmark year for North Standard and the P&I sector. Uh, why has it been working so well, Jeremy? The reason it's worked so well, I think, has been because mostly because people have put a huge amount of effort and work into it, but also because the two clubs were so compatible uh, from the outset, both in terms of the style and culture of the organisations and, and the approach that, that, that they took. Uh, as as separate entities, but also the type of business. So while we've got a significant amount of business which is in the mutual traditional P&I business, both clubs are absolutely committed to diversification. And our areas of diversification matched up very well as well. So those have been you know, a, a really positive element that we've been able to bring the business together on the mutual side, but also on the specialty side, no overlap. And um, those uh, areas of business have been extremely complementary. I think to, to, to look at why, why it's been such an outstanding year, I think we, you have to go back and look a bit at, at the rationale for coming together and, and the, the, the compatibility, I think, as described of the two clubs uh, when we came together. And, and we've got a really, really good blue water book of mutual members now across the club, nearly 20% of, of global shipping. But equally, I think what is a real differentiator for us now is the quality and skills we've got within our specialty sectors. They really are a massively important differentiating part of the standard going forward, not just in terms of the volume of business, but actually the the very unique skill sets that we have in each of those specialty divisions, whether it's our, our offshore team or Hallamore teams. Uh, it, it, it really is different to a number of other clubs. Have there been key milestones throughout the year for you, Jeremy, when you think about the transition and the businesses coming together? I suppose there's two key milestones that I'd, I'd point out. Um, I think, first of all, the board meeting that we had with our members board in May was was a great event. I think the next major milestone was the movement into our sectors, which we put in our new operating model, which came into play 1st of September, which set us up in preparedness for the renewal. And um, we're in the process of doing the renewal now. And it seems to be going pretty well. I think those those milestones I would agree with. I think we got off to a great start as well, didn't we, at the beginning of the year. On the 20th of February 2023, Standard & Poor's, our credit rating agency, upgraded 
the new North Standard to to a straight A stable, and that was a, that was a super start to the year. So not so much a milestone as yeah, really really a, a great start to to the rest of the year. We're recording the podcast on the 14th of February, one week before the official mutual renewal. How are the results looking for your first year of operation, Paul? Well, I think, Kate, so far so good. Of the combined business now, we've got roughly 80% of our business by premium renews at the 20th of February. That includes our specialty business and as well as uh, our traditional blue water business as well. As we sit here today, we are significantly renewed very, very small proportion still to go. Overwhelming support in terms of retention of business from our members and also new business joining us as well. So it's looking pretty good on from a technical point of view um, in terms of the financial position. It looks as if we will be producing an underwriting result that is below 100%. And I think us probably in common with a number of other and other insurers this year will actually benefit from some investment income as well. The formation of North Standard, that was a big change for the sector. How have the other PNI clubs reacted? Is the sector as a whole going through reorganisation? That's an interesting question. I think we, we know anecdotally at the time we announced our coming together. And, and this was kind of 11 months ahead of you know, the formal legal merger happening. But we, we announced that we were beyond talks. We were actually going to get together. Uh, we, we know anecdotally around that time a lot of our competitors started to talk. Some people in the industry wondered whether us coming together would, would reduce choice. You know, we're taking two, two companies with unique propositions and bringing them into one. I think that's, that's largely dis- well, almost completely dissipated, I think, in, as far as um, commentators in the industry are concerned. As far as other clubs, I don't know. It's not easy to bring two clubs together on the basis of a merger of equals. It's, it's, it's more challenging and, and there's got to be an alignment of interests. And I think for both Jeremy and I, you've got to be prepared to put egos out of the room whilst we do this and bring them together. So it's not easy. I would be surprised in the future if there isn't some more amalgamation. What about ship owners? How have they reacted? Has the merger met their expectations? I think that's been a, a really important part of, of you know the response that we've had has been the way in which ship owners have appreciated and expressed their appreciation for what they've received from North Standard as a new organisation. And I think the demonstrable evidence of that is in the extent to which members have supported us with new ships as they've acquired them and continue to grow entries uh, with the club, which has been you know, a really fantastic level of support and very gratifying. Mm. What about brokers? Yes, I think at the time of announcement of the merger, I think brokers probably, perhaps they were looking at what impact it would have on them, potentially reducing two strong organisations where they would place business in, into one and what would that mean for them. But actually, I think as we've, as we've explained the position to them, as we've been discussing uh, what it means, what the, what the benefits of the merger are, I, I think virtually all of the brokers now are on side. With, you know, with with the rationale and, and what we've created as North Standard. And most of our business, whether it's through our specialty lines, through our our, our, our sector blue water business, uh, comes through brokers. So we, it's very important to us that, that brokers are, are on side. Let's focus on both of you and the challenges that you have both had to overcome, your joint managing directors. I'm intrigued as to, as to how that works. But let's let's start with you, Jeremy, on... On your own challenges? Um, yes, my own challenges. I think resilience has been is a question for us or, or a challenge for us. 
um, over the course of the last year because there's been so much to do. Describing it as a challenge is probably the wrong way to put the the work that we have put into building our relationship of working together. I mean that that's a you know that's been a, a work that has involved quite a lot of effort. Not because we're particularly difficult people, of course, but you know having two people running a business, we need to be able to work very very closely together, understand you know how we individually make decisions, and then how can we can make them together. Uh, and trusting each other very well. And we've had a lot of support on that. I mean, we, we knew that that was going to be an issue uh, that we needed to make work really well. And um, we engaged with a with a coach early on. Uh, he's a, a chap who does a lot of work with sports people and building teams and things. And, and that's been really, really helpful to us. Uh, for me, it, it wasn't totally new. I'd kind of worked in an environment previously where there were two of us running it albeit the roles were slightly more defined in, in the sense I, um, the person I was working with at the time, my colleague, was far more on the finance side of the business. So with, with Jeremy, it's been a case of, I think it's getting to know each other. And the most important thing that we've learned probably from, from working with a coach is more about ourselves and in particular when, when to say, um, I'm not comfortable with this, let's talk about it, etc. And, and yeah, we, we, we're based in different locations most of the time, although we have spent a huge amount of time together. As Jeremy said, I think it was something we recognised that could be a challenge, and I think we've, ta- we've tackled it well. Well, as North Standard steps into its second year of operation, the global turmoil continues. We've got the wars in Gaza and Ukraine and disruption in the Red Sea. Your ship owner members will also continue, of course, to tackle the challenges of inflation, the effects of the climate crisis, energy security, tough decarbonisation regulations and goals as well. How's North Standard adapted to uh, the global events First of all, Jeremy. There's been a lot going on. We've adapted to it in different ways. Our role is to provide support, advice and, and service, as well as obviously claims support when, uh, when situations go out of control. But I think that as an organisation, we've been able to put into play a larger bench of talent and knowledge uh, than we would have otherwise had been able to do uh, individually, and that's been really important to be able to, you know, to, to do in, in where there there are new challenges, new challenges particularly around geopolitics, and we've had we've got some amazing people that do some fantastic work on that. Our role, we we very clear on on defining what the role of the club is and 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 its wider sense, and I think also very important in making sure that we're still relevant. We're, we're relevant to what a ship owner needs now what our members need now as opposed to 150 years ago that's or, or even 20 years ago or 10 years ago it, it's it's moving so quickly i think in that in that geopolitical space in particular so we we have to define that and it is one of support you know we we can't, we can't make the law we're there to support and to help and i think the same is true on on the more the, the climate on decarbonization shipping is on a decarbonization journey and shipping wants it and and i think often there's press that shipping doesn't want it and is resistant that's not the case Shipping wants it with a pace that it can deal with and with the support, with the infrastructure that allows shipping to continue to deliver. And our role is to help to support that, to help to support our members, our, our ship owners through that, through that journey. 
Uh, so rather, you know, it's it's not just a case of, of of dealing with the claims when they arise, or the casualties, or the, or the problems that, that may arise from day to day operations of shipping, but it's helping our members to deal with regulations that come along, and sometimes being conduit between them and regulators or governments to explain the needs of the shipping industry. Let's go into um, some of the changes within North Standard in more detail. Firstly. Let's talk about the geographical footprint of the company. There are new offices opened or soon to be opened in South Korea, Singapore and Japan. Paul, tell us more about why this is important for your members and customers. The, the office on the horizon is is in Korea. It's part of our Asia-Pacific footprint, which is a very important part of the combined, the combined club of North Standard. Over 30% of our business is within the Asia Pacific region. One of the early successes I think we, we we found was actually the two offices in Singapore coming together under one roof. It was partly fortuitous because the lease on one building expired and we had to put people together quite quickly. But it was a real catalyst for for that team. It's our largest team of people outside of the UK is situated in Singapore, nearly sixty people. And and they came together really quickly and, and it, it then really became a footprint I think for for our other officers. Um, delivery of, of service locally is, is really important as well. Majority of our people sit within the UK in our two offices in, in London and Newcastle, but increasingly we, we want a local presence where we can actually work with our, our, our members and our customers in the local areas. What else is new, Jeremy, or coming very soon? I think two of the initiatives that, that we've actually already put into place are external affairs activities and North Standard Academy. On, on external affairs, we recognise that, that there's so much more interest and so much more involvement from policy makers in the world of shipping and financial services as it affects shipping. And so we wanted to be able to advocate well for on behalf of our members. And we are looking to build relationships with policymakers and, and so on. So that's a really important part. The other thing is North Standard Academy. We recognized when we started out that there were quite a lot of activities being done by both North and Standard on training both internally and externally. But there was a great opportunity there to, to harness all of that activity and, and, and maybe make something more of it, working with our members, working with our people, and perhaps making connections into academic institutions and, and, and so on so that we can provide something more for our members in terms of um, of the the delivery of, of knowledge and capabilities that we can give to them. There's also a bigger financial focus on corporate social responsibility. Paul, is this a key area for members? It's very important. We've been very fortunate to have the support of our, of our ship owner members and our directors in creating a, a space and, and funding a space within the organisation, within the new club, uh, to focus on on CSR type activities and, and what do I mean by that I mean yeah from supporting maritime based charities to supporting charities and organizations in our local areas and we're, we're conscious of uh, to an extent that the, the difference economic differences between um, the north and south of the country and the difference we can make I think as a successful business in supporting those communities and as a mutual organisation, so a non-profit making organisation, which I guess is a, is, a, is a difference as well, the ability to then be able to contribute to the community and to society that we operate within uh, it is an important feature. 
That's important from a, a point of view of also building teams as well, isn't it? I mean, the the CSR activities are not just about the, the work that that we can offer or the you know, what we can offer to the external communities, but it's also how we can get something back as an organization and that can build a culture, build a, a sense of belonging uh, within North Standard. And that's important as we bring the two companies together. We've obviously been talking about different ways uh, the company's changed as a result of the merger and the benefits of that. Uh, what else have you been looking at? Something that we're working on now, we were working individually, is what sustainability means to North Standard and and in the wider sense of sustainability for the business. So that's 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 creating and, and maintaining a sustainable business so we can continue to look after our members and customers. But also really importantly that we've got a sustainable business that all of our people want to be part of. New people want to join it. That's a really, really important focus for us. And we're, and we're looking at that at the moment to define it specifically what that will mean for North Standard. We don't just want to take something off the shelf. We want to create something that's special for us. Let's look ahead then, shall we? We've touched on the global situation and some of the specific changes the company's made as part of the merger. Um, the company's described creating the most modern and viable club in the international group. What does this mean, Jeremy? How are you going to achieve it? Modern and viable. I think that means that we need to make sure that we've got uh, a response to whatever the new challenge is that comes over the horizon. And over the course of the last couple of years, we've seen some extraordinary changes and some extraordinary challenges. And I think there will be very many more. We need to be able to adapt. And I think we've demonstrated that we can we can change and, and adapt, but we've got to be able to meet the new challenges that when they arise, perhaps by learning new skills, deploying resources in the right way when we need to, um, being able to learn the different ways in which technology or, or, or changing environment impacts our members and then we're able to be able to support them. The company also says, Paul, the shipping industry will need to adjust to new norms. It's been a while since I've used that phrase. What do you mean by that? The, the two, two I, would, I would identify, I think, is the geopolitical situation. I think governments decided well, probably 10, 15 years ago, but the focus is very clear now, that the global trade is a clear way of enforcing political aims and political objectives by suppressing or controlling, putting sanctions on global trade. That's here to stay. That That isn't going to change. And we, we've seen that very, very clearly in terms of what's been going on with Russia and Ukraine. And, and still we see that with Iran and Venezuela and others. So that, that's a new norm that, that we all have to adapt to, that ship owners have to adapt to. I think the other changing environment is is the decarbonisation, uh, the, the the whole climate debate. It is it is happening. Um, there are some really fast adapters of that or adopters of that within shipping, and we, we can see we can see that moving at a pace. And I think that that's a norm that that all ship owners will have to deal with going forward. If I was to ask you to get your crystal ball out, Jeremy, and look five years into the future. Have a go at describing what North Standard might look like. What big changes do you think you will have seen? I think the shipping market that we serve would have changed quite a lot and uh, therefore we would have had to adapt as well. Um, we'll have people with different skills 
probably a lot more knowledge on on areas that we're just beginning to build up knowledge now. I think we really should expect to see our business much bigger. Yeah, I think I think that clearly I'd like us to be hitting our business plan. We, our five-year business plan is out there now, which which would show significant growth, and and particularly in a really really important area, the specialty area, which we think is a it's a huge differentiator for us. I'd like to think we could achieve that. What would be really great if if we are just talking about North Standard, no more mentions of merger and acceptance. The merger was the right thing to do and has been successful. Well, that seems like a fitting point to end on. Thank you both for your time and your insight. That's all for this episode of the Taking on Tomorrow Together podcast series. My guests have been North Standard Managing Directors, Jeremy Gross and Paul Jennings. You can find more episodes of Alongside on your podcast player, plus our recent episodes of Future Thinking, looking at some of the big geopolitical issues for 2024 and how they're impacting or will impact the shipping industry. I'm Kate Borsay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.